Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Hawks Talks podcast, an Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am one of the hosts, Jackson Redman, with my lovely co-host, oh, Logan Barnes. Oh, he didn't think he was going to be able to make the episode tonight. We almost had to have a solo performance for me, but thankfully he was here because I wasn't going to do it by myself. Logan, how are you doing today? Today's, today was a pretty solid day. My, uh, my life is crumbling that's why I couldn't podcast potentially, but I made it. The Hawks looked good, and they they won by a lot. Well, they technically only won by eighteen, but it was not that close. It was it was not an eighteen point game. It was we not blow them out. Yeah, it was. We blow them out. <clears throat> we don't we don't use this term often, Jackson. But would you say? That yeah, this, yeah, I know where you're going, and I can go ahead and say yes. That you don't anti fuck them. <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, that's just what happened. I mean, look, at some point, even if you're a Sixers fan, I mean, shout out to the Sixers. They had, what, like nine players available tonight? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they basically had eight because Danny Green shot 0 of 9 from the field and Mike Scott shot 1 of 7. I mean, mean, shout out to them because they really should. This game shouldn't have been played if we're being straight up. It's just that the NBA has a uh, bit of a hate boner for the Sixers, I guess. I don't really know what's going on, nor do I care. I I mean, Sixers fans are kind of rude, so maybe they deserve this. Maybe they'll learn some some respect. But Lard biscuits, if you're listening. Suck it, bitch. No, he's 100% not. But if he was, get in I'll, contact I'll D- with us. We want to we discuss some things. I'll DM him the link to this episode. All right, all right. Good, good, good. I'll all right, sure. I will say, at some point, like, as much as, like, I would want to doom and discredit the win, Logan, we dropped 37 points in the second and then 32 in the third. And overall, Trey looked great. Trey's back. Mm-hmm. John looked great. Capella was bad in the first quarter, but he had some. He had that a uh, streak of lobs in the second quarter, which I'm sure we'll talk about because that entire sequence was just sexy. You like that? You like that? Uh, um, was Hunter was good, and then I mean everybody was hooping. We just got some guys on the team who love the hoop, man. Shout out to Brandon Goodwin. He played with the energy. I don't usually shout out the pride of Norcross, but you know what? Tonight I'll be nice to him. Yeah, when we when we get down in the box score, I'll have I'll have plenty of good things to say, Brandon. About- about the the pride of Norcross. The pride of Norcross. Yeah. No, but, yeah, it was a good win. Like, as much as I want to discredit the win, like, it's kind of hard to because we did play great minus the first quarter. The first quarter was shaky. Yeah. You know, and some of it is just Embiid is the best center in the league, and Capella was, frankly, awful. So, like, some of it is just like, well, hopefully when, B- when Embiid gets off the floor, we can sort of get some momentum back because the first quarter was pretty bad but the second and third quarter were some of the most dominant basketball the Hawks have played 
Yeah. In a while. And you expect that. You expect that because... I guess Lloyd made that adjustment to double-team Joel Embiid, and it it was pretty much over from there. I mean... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Danny Green was running point guard at one point, and that that just goes to show you how... Just how bad everything about that was about how shorthanded they were yeah and um i mean we were just hitting jump shots today that was probably the biggest thing the biggest difference between the last few games the hawks hit 17 threes 17 of 44 38.6 percent i mean that's that's pretty much as good as you can ask for especially since some of our best shooters are hurt um which i guess since i said the word hurt might as well pivot um jackson do you do do you want to no i mean you know what? I will take over here. I've been I've been one of his biggest supporters, his defenders, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who just I hope he gets okay. You know, I, I don't consider myself a religious person, Logan. No. You know, we're not. Well, we're not here to podcast about that. But I will say, if there are sure. higher beings or or other exterior people with positive motives toward the Hawks, please bless us with Bogdan. We need him back. He suffered a fracture in his knee, an avulsion fracture fracture excuse me and i did some research logan that's mm-hmm. right ladies and gentlemen as one of the most dedicated hawks podcasters in the game i got in touch with some people in the medical field we're looking at six to eight weeks if it doesn't need surgery if he does need surgery it could be for the rest of the year i know that's a pretty broad timeline but that's all i got for you i mean i didn't go too far in this so man uh, please uh... direct all medical questions at former medical intern uh, logan <laughs> Yeah, uh, shout out to Doctor Levengood, I guess. <laughs> he, yeah, I shadowed him. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would not expect to see Bogey anytime soon. I mean, of course, like the absolute minimum is like two months. I'd say. I think mid March is when he's back on minutes restriction, or like early April, because we know how like the Hawks like training staff is. Like, I mean, we're like Akongwu was like rumored to be back the first week of the season, and uh, yeah, we're like ten games in now, and still no sign of him. Yeah, maybe maybe we can see Akongwu. In the next week or so, I will say. So, yeah, apparently Akongu will be back in the next week, which is just just a chef's kiss. I mean, it's just beautiful. That, that's what we reasons. need, man. We uh, within the next week or two, we have a lot of people coming back. At some point, Rondo will decide to actually play basketball instead of just coach and um, podcast with um, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. But wow, you know, have we ever thought about reaching out to Rondo? I don't know. I... You better play a few games. I'm starting to get upset. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I I'd be intimidated by Rondo. Oh, like, oh my god, yeah, we'd be a, like he's just kind of an intimidating guy because like I don't know, he's just so sexy. But you know, yeah, he looks like Franklin the Turtle. I wonder if if I told him that, what would he say? I'm sure. He'd punch me. I mean, he's heard that before. That I mean, that's where that meme started, right? He was uh, on an episode of Mean Tweets, and he read it. Yeah, and yeah. Looked, somebody was like, "You look like Franklin the Turtle." And he looked at the camera. Yep, that's the Hawks talks, baby. We 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 <laughs> summarized Jimmy Fallon bits or Kimmel. I'm not sure. Well, I don't, you I don't tell really me where else you can true. get Hawks content like this. Man. No, you can't. I'm Nowhere. Back to the Hawks. I mean, obviously, Bogdan Hurt sucks very much because, like, even as much as people like the clown on Bogdan and and doom about him, because there's been a lot of dooming about him. You know, there was a few seventy-two million dollars in the drain. It is gonna suck to not have him because that guy can shoot. And we needed that. That's the thing. I, I don't think... I think people are too in the moment. And I get it with free agency. You kind of want to instantly see the results. Whereas with draft, you kind of get it. Like a rookie, sometimes it takes a year or two. With free agents, you want them right away. Because they've been in the league. They, they've established themselves. Especially when they get big contracts like Bogey. You want to see them ball out like day one. And 
I get it. Bogey was kind of sucking, especially his last three or four games during that losing streak. He was not playing well. His shot was not falling. He was not taking a lot of shots. But, like, listen, if Bogey is healthy, which, of course, hopefully in about two or three months, he'll be fully healthy and he can stay that way for the remainder of the contract. We'll see. But when Bogey's healthy, he's good. I, I, I think people that were dooming about it were just getting too caught up in the moment. He's he's always going to shoot, like, mid to high 30s from three. He's just a really smart player. Like, I, I think that's the main thing Jackson would always say. He's like, oh, my God. like That, that basketball IQ, though. Yep. Boy, do they teach him over there in Europe just how to play basketball the right way. I, yeah. I, no, <laughs> I, it's not even that. Like, he's just such a smart player. He directs the offense. And Lord knows we needed that because, you know, sometimes we when Trey's not on the floor, we just don't have that at all. But I will miss Bogdan a lot. It's unfortunate that uh that those uh thugs over in Charlotte had to hurt him. But whatever. You know what? Hopefully, Credit to Charlotte. Hopefully Gallo's back soon. I've been, I've been fiending for some Danilo Gallinari. But, Dude, I see him on, like, Fox Sports South commercials, and I'm just like, wow, I forgot that guy's on the team. I know, right? It's kind of crazy. We just have a casual, like, 19-point-a-game guy. Just the, just chilling in just street chilling. clothes. Yeah. We have, like, a, like three, uh, like, well, at this point, like, four of our best players are just chilling on the bench in street clothes. Four? Four. Oh, yeah, it is four, huh? Are, are you? Are you wow. No, you said four. I was kind of questioning that. Are you, are, oh. you, are you including a Congo and Rondo as, like, yeah, Rondo, Akongwu, Gallo, Bo- Boogie. I mean, they're like four of our best 12 players, I'd say. I guess, I mean, yeah. That's yeah fair. I mean, you know, you know, semantics. We'll worry about that later. But, yeah, you know, Hawks are, you know, kind of one step forward, two steps back with the health because, you know, we got Tony Snow back, baby. But we That's lost. what we needed. We're 1-0 in games that Tony Snow plays in. So. Yep, that's facts. But we lost both. If anybody would like to discuss this, let me know because that is a true statement and a true fact backed up by statistics and uh, overall just uh, analysis. Frankly, you can't deny it. It's just it's cold hard facts. Tony Snell is the key to the sixth seed, baby. We're on our way. We're on, No, I want to talk about the sixth seed. It's very much in reach now. Like... <laughs> I, I know, we we were dooming the past few episodes. I actually had someone come to me about the dooming, Logan. They said, too much dooming for this. I was like, you know what? I got who's, you next episode. But you said, better hope the Hawks win. Who said that? Do I know this person? Yeah, yeah. You, I'll tell you after. Okay. Type Look. it. Okay, I'm going to type it right now. I, but while it, while he's typing, you know, yeah, we were dooming a little bit. I think some of it was we were playing it up for, you know, playing it up for the show. Not going to lie. Um, you know, we uh, we are, of course... Not certified journalists like Chris Kirshner. Absolutely, we're not corporate the- sellouts who are going to be like Hawks lost tonight. Not the best, also not the worst. You know, sometimes Maybe they'll do better. <laughs> sometimes you gotta, you gotta, gotta inject yourself a little of that Stephen A. Smith sort of mentality. But listen, man, I'm pretty sure I said last episode, and I'm sticking with this. The league is off to such a weird start. So many teams are just like. Like, the Suns lost tonight by, like, 20 to the Wizards. And the Suns looked like the best team in the league the past two weeks. So, it's clear that every team is beatable. Like, frankly, the NBA has parity right now. Uh, regular parity, season, baby. Regular season parity in the NBA, which is kind of crazy. Because usually it's like... Usually by now we'd have a team that's, like, 11-1 and one or 11-2. and two, And then just like, oh, hey, they're probably going to make the finals. And sure enough, they would. But, you know. Unless he's coached by Budenholzer. But, you know. Hey man, look, that's that's the thing. The East, I think like the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seeds, they're open, man. You you the Charlotte could take it. 
The Raptors look god-awful, so you almost don't have to worry about them. The Heat are off to a slow start. The Raptors are tanking for Cade. Uh, Cade happened to a worse fan base to be losing. Cade's just going to be 6-7 Fred VanVleet, and they're just going to have to. Cade's going to be 6-7 looking like Squidward. 6-7 Sean Livingston looking like Squidward is what I meant to say. Apologies. <laughs> I was like, that's your pro comparison, just that he looks like Squidward. Squidward. Yeah. yeah. Look, this is analysis. I, I do want to talk about the Hawks, though. Yeah. I think, look, I was talking to Logan about this earlier, actually. Me and Logan, we talk about the Hawks, folks. You, it's not just all crazy. depression that's and me. crazy. We talk about the Hawks on occasion, just, just man to man. I said it. Logan, have you ever heard the song Dream On by Aerosmith? Fun fun fact, I'm going to do this to you, Jackson. I'm sorry, but... Uh, oh, you're going to do this? Well, are you really going to do this? I'm really going to do this. In a wow. failed in a failed recording for this episode, we uh, Jackson brought up the song. He said Dream On was made by Queen. Um, so if, <sighs> if you ever wonder, hey, how old is Jackson? Uh, the answer is under 20, because... This man, this man thought Dream On was by Queen. <laughs> I hate this guy. I, I just, I despise this guy. I mean, just yeah. exposing me like this. Look, but there's a part in that song, Logan, where they go, you have to know how to lose to know how to win. That is what the Hawks were doing. We started out too hot. All right? We've all started out too hot in life before. Mm. Mm. If you get what I'm putting down, all the men out there should know about coming in too hot. All right. Look, that's what that's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, dog. That's what we're on tonight. We're horny because the Hawks won, dog. We're about that. Look. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Look, I I'm just excited, dude. Like I had legitimate joy after watching the Hawks tonight. I haven't felt that in games. Oh, it was fun. It was a fun game to watch. It was there. agony. It was depression. We lost to the Hornets twice, and then the Hornets beat us twice. And it wasn't even the worst thing that happened that week because there was an insurrection at the Capitol led by Gordon Hayward's associates. I mean, we all know that's why we lost. Gordon it Hayward. He, he's been. To, he dropped forty points on us, Logan. What else could it have been? Lackluster defense? No. Motivation from recent insurrections within the U.S.? Yes. I'm telling you, Gordon Hayward took like. You know, you know how uh, like Speaker of the House, they got that special like podium, and they got like the little plaque on it, and they got all the little trinkets. I'm telling you, Gordon Hayward just grabbed a little trinket off Nancy Pelosi's desk, put it in his Infinity Gauntlet, and he became the best player in the league for a week. He looks and, like Utah Gordon Hayward, which is scary because he's in our. He looks better than that. He's scoring like 35 a game, and he's un- dude. I'm terrified. He's unstoppable. Oh I'm terrified. If if Gordon Hayward beats us again, might right. time to pack it up. I'm going to say this, because, you know, Gordon Hayward, people people seem to always talk about his hair. You know, it's, he's got a nice cut. Listen, a, there's no way a white man or a white woman is cutting his hair. So, listen, whoever Gordon Hayward's barber is, just fuck him up. All right? He doesn't need to have all the Scalp him. No, wait, don't scalp him. That actually might kill him. Um, Buzz yeah. him. Yeah, just completely fuck his shit up. Just take away his confidence. Um, Ruin it for him. You, you know he's probably not paying you enough. Like, I... This is completely off topic, but I feel like NBA barbers, like, do you think do you think they give their barbers, like, $200 tips or something? Just, like, empty out the You remember wallet? when Dennis Schroeder came over and, like, his hairline was, like, in the middle of his head and now it's, like, actually good? Like, he should, like, he should have tipped his barber every day. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I should go into cosmetology and try to – maybe maybe I could be uh, John Collins' barber down in Miami next season. But <laughs> Who is the freshest cut on our team? Um, Goodwin. No, I don't like Goodwin. Goodwin's is just wow. Fair. I don't know. I was like, gonna say Goodwin or Hunter. 
I see. I like Hunter and uh, Reddish's hair. I think it's a uh, well. Frankly, Reddish's facial hair is a travesty right now. R- Reddish's Reddish's facial hair comparable to mine, and that's funny. It you is. Know what I look like in it, real life. It's 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 almost dead. Act. I mean, even my sideburns are kind of like that, which is not good. You know, I'm I'm not known. For you know what's sad, Logan? We could combine our facial hair, me and you, and we still wouldn't have shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, God God bless me with hair on the top of my head and on my face. That's just how it is. Real, man. real felt that. No, Reddish's like hair is just like free-forming dreadlocks but like can't hunters is like i don't know it just looks proper it just fits his personality because like he's a boring guy but he has like a kind of boring kind of like stylish haircut all right you know what i'm tired of talking about our players hair yeah we should, we should we should we should probably you uh, know what you know what Let, let's move on all right talking tonight about the hawks win over the philadelphia 76ers the hawks won 112 94 the hawks are back at five and five we did it it uh <laughs> We we start out what four and one back at five and five, five hundred ball is in season. But Just how we, we have to get better. We have the Suns on Wednesday. We're gonna win that, and then that's what's gonna happen. We're back onto winning. Yeah, I mean, the Suns game will be tough, but I mean, if we beat the Suns, and I think it's time to get excited again. I mean, really, I get it. You know, we were sort of doomers those last couple podcasts, but truly, like. A couple losses was never gonna derail the season. It was it was more so how they looked that was concerning, but that was concerning. It was it, the offense on account was of them looking like an concerned. AAU team. Yeah, but at the same time, they just weren't hitting jump shots, and at some point that'll switch up, and it switched up tonight. So hopefully, hopefully it switches up against the Suns because it'd be nice to uh to beat the Suns to just sort of like re re uh, reestablish ourselves in the league. It's like okay, we're actually good. We just had a very weird week, but yeah, you know it it was. We'll have to see. I I think um, we got a tough part of our schedule coming up. This is not, <laughs> frankly, that's that's a big reason why I think we were upset about losing those four games because those are four winnable games, and now we have a lot tougher games up on the schedule. I think we go out west. We play uh, Phoenix. I know we play the Trailblazers. We went, I think we play one of the L.A. teams. I'm not sure, but, you know, tough games. Certainly all winnable, but, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, like, well, like I was saying earlier, you have to know how to lose. To know mm-hmm. how to win, and that we had to go through this. We had to suffer our losses and to come out better on the other side. There it is. There it Straight is. Straight up, mean, that's what it is. Hey man, gotta go. But listen, I just you know, I the biggest takeaway from this game for me is just, I mean, it, as simple as it is, it's just like two things. One, Trey Young, like he remembered he's Trey Young. He remembered how to make a jump shot. The he goat's back. To, yeah, the goat is back. Return of the goat for sure. Um, and the second thing is just okay. People can hit jump shots again. There's there's one point like throughout the second and third quarter, it felt like we hardly missed from three. John made four threes tonight. I don't like that's crazy. John, John's a pretty reliable shooter, but he's usually not a huge volume shooter. So for him to make four threes in like two quarters or something was was pretty impressive. So again, the offense just did a lot today. To it, today's game was just like a sigh of relief. It was just like a kind of today's game was kind of like prozac but basketball form jackson wouldn't you say just sort of real no it was this was like uh this is like when it kicks in and you just feel so much better but i'm just i'm just thankful that the hawks won man yeah it was a good one it's hard to not be because like these these past four games like they just haven't been like tough losses they've been like very tough losses because like we've also looked terrible in them and we looked terrible in all of them and lost all of them by like 
eight points or less. So we look terrible, and it's like, man, if we if we only looked bad instead of terrible, we would have like, won. Man, if three of those threes went in, we win by one. But yeah, I remember like, I remember saying this like uh, we shot, I think twenty seven percent from three that week, that week of the four losses. I'm like, man, if we shot thirty three percent instead of twenty seven percent from three, we win all those games. We're like eight and one, or nine and one at this point. It, you know, it shit happens. Bad losses, it happens. Good to see the offense move on, and, and frankly, today was a must-win just because of the sort of, you know, how shorthanded the Sixers were, and they won, and they won handedly. They frankly, it was like a twenty-five plus point level win. The, the score just is only eighteen because uh, I guess I guess we got to give the Seventy Sixers one thing: it's that their G Leaguers are better than our G Leaguers, but that's just how it goes, man. So they were motivated. Yeah, I mean Isaiah Joe's kind of a bucket. Not gonna lie. But. He is. I was a big fan of his in the draft. They had a really good draft. I like Paul Reed. I like Tyrese Maxey. I like Isaiah Joe. I mean, they killed it. Yeah, good draft, but not enough, man. Good draft, just not enough to beat the uh, Hawks of our uh, almost full roster minus like six players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's two, life, though. Two extremely sure-handed teams, but still a fun game to watch. I'm happy. Um, I think I think that's a pretty good job of just sort of broadly wrapping up the game. I think we uh, take a little break here and then uh, maybe break down the box score a little bit. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, that's cool with me. And uh, with that said, Logan, let's take a little ad break sponsored by our podcast host, Spreaker. And we'll be right back after these quick messages. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. And we're back. Thank you to Spreaker for allowing us to play those quick little messages. And now, Logan, we're going to be diving into the numbers, kind of an analytic approach. We got our we got our thoughts out on the game, but now it's time to dive into the numbers, as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Want to start off, main man, Trey Young, phenomenal night, Logan. You want to go over his numbers for me? Sure, man. I mean, I I don't know how else to put it other than he just looked back to normal. Like, it was not the best game Trey Young's played ever or all season, but it just looked like what you, frankly, expect from Trey Young. He hit some threes. He was 3 of 7 from 3, 9 of 19 from the field overall. Defense was solid. That's a defense review for me. Defense is pretty solid. Um, I mean, Tyrese Maxey is a hard cover for him. There was some possessions for Tyrese Maxey. down the line. Yeah, and he's a really, really quick guy. Um Frankly, Trey Young could have had thirty plus, but refs have just completely swallowed their whistles with Trey. He just he kind of gets hacked a little bit more than I think he doesn't get called now. But yeah, nine nineteen from field, three of seven from three, five of six from the free throw line. Grabbed three rebounds, got eight assists, zero turnovers, which is huge. I think that's the biggest thing for today's game besides him just finally making some three pointers. He had a steal, a big old plus twenty for Trey, twenty six points. Every single starter was at least plus fifteen. So yeah pretty clear is a dominating sort of performance from those guys but yeah Trey Young is really good just he looked back in sync which was like the biggest thing for me is like the past yeah. few games he like looked like oh what do I do off ball like not even that but just like I'm confused off ball I'm confused like on ball like in this game he just looked more calm comfortable and collected he looked in sync and I think that matters a lot for him because like the offense ultimately throws flows through what Trey does like, yeah and it, it's interesting he's like you're right in that he looked in sync but I still think the his one uh, two man game with John Collins was not perfect today. Like no, John, absolutely not. We'll get into John, I guess, next. 
but cool me. Yeah, like it was the offense worked really well. Trey Trey was in control pretty much for those first three quarters, and he wasn't. Him and John weren't like at their peak. So you know, just a good under control performance from Trey. What we needed ne- needed to see that out of him to just sort of quell some of the uh, doomerisms from Hawks fans. But yeah, we we can go into John now if you wanna if you wanna talk a little bit bit about John. Mean, I'll talk about a stat line because it was impressive. John played 24 minutes, was 4 of 7 from the field. Here's the best set. 4 of 7 from 3. All of his shots were threes. We got ourselves a stretch 4 now, baby. Had uh, 6 rebounds. I mean, 7 rebounds. 6 of those defensive, 1 of those offensive. 1 assist, 1 turnover. Was plus 25. I mean, the two-man game between Trey, like what you were saying earlier, still really isn't there. Um, I mean, it whether was, that's like... It was there in that um, they were able to get John open threes. No, but he, John is having a, a tough time this year rolling to the basket in that two-man game, which is an issue. But hopefully it's something they can, like, kind of fix. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that fixes itself by playing Capella next to John less because, obviously, teams collapse on the paint more if Capella out there next to John, obviously. Or mm-hmm. if that's something that just comes naturally by trying to get the offense getting going with better flow. Like, to where, like, John can, like, just get, like, an easy cut to the rim or an easy, you know, one-on-one, you know, little little two-man, you know, PNR. But I, I do think that the two-man game between them two was disappointing. That continued tonight as far as rolling to the basket goes. But popping out, John was phenomenal tonight. I mean, four of seven, like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. I mean, that, it does, but. <laughs> realistically. You, I mean, are, realistically, this is what you would want from John as far as shooting goes. Yeah, he was he was good. Um, it's, again, weird that he only took seven shots for the second straight game. Weird that none of them were two-point attempts. But, you know, I th- Clint was sort of clogging up the paint and, you know, he took a lot of shots. Clint did. Didn't make a lot of them. But so that, that gave John the space to sort of get out to the top of the key, his favorite spot, and take his threes. And he splashed them, man. The whole team was shooting threes well, which is just what we needed. It was a sigh of relief. Um, I guess we can talk about Clint now because I think you and I would both agree not Clint Capella's best game. <laughs> no, definitely not. That the dude was... The first quarter was very bad. That that was awful. I I I think I think I said at least six times like, oh my god, Clint Capella is so bad, dude. To Jackson, dude, it's like this. The worst part about Clint is that like it's just frustrating to like see him be blessed with such physical tools. Like he's super tall. He is like a good wingspan. He built well, but then he just like goes down on offense and he just fumbles the ball, doesn't catch the ball. Oh, he goes for a layup, gets bullied by, like, Dwight Howard, for example, tonight, and he misses it. It's just frustrating. Like, I don't know. Like, it just it just gets under my skin more than, like, other players. Because, like, Trey missing a three, I'm just like, eh, that's, like, a really deep three. You know, John missing a three, I'm like, eh, he's a big man. Cam missing a three, I'm like, eh, he's my favorite player. DeAndre Hunter, I'm kind of not too lenient on. But Capella, like, he, like I'm just like a donkey with him. You, you know that meme? Sure, man. Sure. Where Gordon Hayward's like, you donkey. What the hell are you talking about? You lost me. <laughs> that That's me with Capella. He's basically the player I take my frustrations out. All of our centers, really. And, but that'll probably improve when Cogman gets back because I can be like, oh, he's young. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, listen, I get it. Joel Embiid is a tough task for any center. Joel is probably the best center in the league. I think both of us would uh, agree with that. Pump the gas. Best center in the league, baby. But Capella looked awful on offense. Like he didn't look great on defense either. I it's I think again I get it. He's probably not fully back up to speed. But if this trend continues over the next ten games, I think it's safe to say that Capello is just is not quite as good as we were hoping. I know, I know that's jumping to conclusions, but I think just 
It's not even the fact that he was missing layups today, but he was missing layups and dunks. He's just bad on offense. But the defense just isn't... It's helpful. It, like, it's better than Bruno. It's better than Damian Jones's. But it's just not quite as good as I think Hawks fans are hoping. But I, I had low expectations. I will. I yeah, feel like yeah, I should yeah, be yeah, congratulated you know. on that. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I look. I don't like to celebrate wins about my team being like bad in aspects. So I'm not gonna do it. I just want to say it. Sure. I was right. But anyway, uh, Clint Capello is four of twelve from the field as a center who only takes. I mean, it just doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> Clint Capello's free throw percentage was twice. His field goal percentage today, which is absurd. Four of six from the free throw line, which is big for Capella. Um, three offensive rebounds. If there's one thing you can't say about Capella, his rebounding has been very nice for us this season. That is something you can pretty typically rely on. I, I remember seeing in the Fox Sports South broadcast, the Hawks are leading the league in offensive rebounds per game. And Capella is a huge reason why. So that is certainly a nice thing that he provides. So he had three offensive rebounds, eight defensive for a total of 11. Had an assist, had a steal, had a block, three turnovers. Team high plus 26, which Go. is crazy to me because it seemed to me like Embiid had him in Alcatraz that first quarter, but clearly after that it got better. Um, yeah, weird game for him. There was that one uh, sort of stretch in the second quarter where he caught a bunch of lobs. Trey just threw like six straight lobs. Cam got a lob. Herder got a lob. Capella got some lobs. So good easy offense is always nice. But yeah, weird game for him. Frankly, if, if, if he never dribbles the ball again, or does anything other than a dunk motion on offense? I I, I think that'd be good because I mean if he's not dunking, he's not doing anything on offense, frankly. But you know, it is what it is, man. On to uh, t- go go ahead and talk about your proclaimed favorite player. Go talk go talk about Cam. Honestly, looking at the box score, I don't remember Cam shooting this bad. He was three of eight from the field, one of four from three. But it seemed like he was much better than that. But also, I mean, I also have incredible biases towards him. I won't lie. He was three of three from the three throw, which is good. Cam made all his three throws. So proud of him. Five rebounds, one steal, and uh, zero turnovers. He was plus 22, baby. Good enough for third best. I will say, like, my one, goat. One of, th- one of the things about Cam shooting was... Like, there was one shot that he splashed in the corner that didn't count because of a foul that happened. So, that may be why you thought he shot better, because if that goes in, then all of a sudden, oh, he's, you know, two for four, two for five in, from three. Um, but, yeah, I mean, perfectly fine game, game from Cam. I think it's good enough to where, you're, like, you don't have to worry so much about, like, how he, how bad he was during that losing streak. Um, at least the first three games, the losing streak. But not, a, not like, an excellent game, but he did a good job in defense. He's, he, he was tasked with... Uh, Guarding uh, Tyrese Maxey for a little bit, and he did a good job. Did his typical cam thing, got a steal, hit a three. You know, had that nice alley oop, finished it well. Not not every day that Cam Reddish finish finishes the dunk, but he did today, so that's always nice. And yeah, plus twenty two. I mean, every starter played pretty well. Capella wasn't great, but at least he you know grabbed some rebounds, got some dunks. So I guess the final starter we haven't talked about tonight. Who? Wow, he only played 23 minutes. That's that's pretty rare. Uh, Our DeAndre, plus minus god. Yep, DeAndre Hunter actually had the lowest plus minus of all the starters at plus 15, probably because he played the fewest minutes of all the starters. But four of eight from the field, one of two from three. So 50 percent from three for Hunter. That that absurd three point percentage continues uh, continues after this game. Six to seven from the free throw line. Hunter taking seven free throws is always a good sign for sure. Um, two offensive rebounds for DeAndre Hunter, which is pretty big. Um, five defensive rebounds, so seven rebounds for Hunter. He had an assist, a steal, 
No blocks, one turnover, plus 15, 15 points. Look, man, he was good. He was good again. He, he was guarding Danny Green, and Danny Green did not hit a shot today, so you can say he was pretty good on defense as well. Grabs oh, of nine. Danny Green is terrible. Yeah, awful. I, I'm um, claiming it. He's terrible. He's the, surpassed being just normally bad. He's terrible. The biggest thing with Hunter is just how much better his offense has gotten inside the paint and just the way he sort of maneuvers. and He, like, hits floaters now. He hits little, not like mid-range, like, you know, 18, 19-foot mid-rangers, but, like, the little 9, 10-footers. He hits those now. He takes them. He's confident with them. He gets to the rim better. Um, I think this is, I mean, just another solid offensive game for him. Nothing super crazy, nothing super special, but he's improving. And if if Hunter can have games like this where, you know, only a little bit higher volume, then it'll it'll certainly help us with our, uh, you know, with Bogdanovich being hurt. Because we'll, we'll need guys like um, Herter and Reddish and Hunter to really step up with Bogey out. So, good game for Hunter, man. All of, our, all of our starters, minus Capello, pretty good. So, can't be too upset. They're all, they all made us so proud today. Just so proud. I can't believe Hunter was plus fifteen. It seems like he was better than that. And I know, like plus I, it, minus God. It does, doesn't it? That that sort of threw me weird. off. He must have played like uh, alternating minutes with the rest of the stars because they were all pretty close. Yeah, it was yeah, weird. That, it was, that, that'd be my theory. It was he weird. did play a lot but, in that first quarter. I remember, so that, that could be it. That is probably the case. But yeah, uh, now we can get into the bench, which. First time in a while the Hawks have had this many bench players play. Um, you want to you want to go ahead and talk about the bench a little bit? The bench was actually pretty good tonight. Minus, uh, wow, I am looking at the stats. I don't remember Nathan Knight playing one of seven. Oh my gosh, I did. I, I think when Nathan Knight got into the game, when I started like tuning out, but uh, woo, lad. He honestly, that's Nathan bad. Nathan Knight didn't look too bad. He was just kind of taking wild rushed shots. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, that's fine then. He, he was going I'm all for t- taking wild shots. He was a little too excited, but they were all fourth quarter garbage time shots. It's no big deal. And he had a three, so that's nice. He had two blocks, which is really. He, Nathan Knight's a good hustle guy who flashes some skill to you know shoot a little bit, handle a little bit. He also so. plays with like super high effort, so it's it's hard. It's very hard for me to be mad at him. Unlike Bruno, where he like still plays with high effort, but he's just bad at everything. He is bad at everything, man. He Dude, there was a – I think it was in the first quarter. Bruno gets the ball, backs down Joel Embiid, and at this point I'm like, what What the hell is he doing? Because, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no way you can spin it that with all the damn talented offensive players on this team. I mean, good God, in what world would you ever be like, yeah, let's put Bruno on a post-up. And then not alone that, but it's on Joel Embiid. I mean, he just threw it at the backboard, like straight launched it. I mean, obviously <laughs> it missed. I mean, everything about that possession was just terrible. Mm-hmm. It was not great. I'm I'm not here to cook the dude. I mean, it just like what was that? You know, that's uh, that's Bruno Fernando, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, all you get is the low points. There ever there never is no bright spots with Bruno. I I don't remember one good Bruno game actually. He was he had a decent game earlier this season, but you know, I th- I, th- remember. I think I think <laughs> so. I guess we can just wrap up. You know, I, that's that's enough Bruno Fernando. He uh was not great. He caught some slander, and that's good enough for him. He should be he should be thankful we even mentioned him at this point. Yeah, once Okongu comes in, it's he's uh, done. He's cooked. He's going the four string behind Nathan Knight. I hope everyone's ready. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Nathan Knight looked okay. Bruno Fernando looked not great, but that is what it is. Solomon Hill played a pretty good game. He, he like everyone else, was absolutely shooting the lights out in the second and third quarter. Dude, that dude was banging threes. I was like, oh my gosh! And then I looked at the box for three of seven. And I was like, it seems like he shot so much better than that. It did, but. Uh, three of eight from the floor, three of seven from three, eight rebounds, a steal, plus two, only uh you know, 
Nice little plus two for Solomon Hill. Nine points. I don't... Who knows how much longer Solomon Hill is going to be getting minutes. Like, more than five minutes a game. Look, but, he should be happy that we have, like, five guys out right now or he'd be cooked for it already. Yeah, I mean, you know, At least he's playing well. Yeah. Making shots it's, and playing smart defense. What's he going to ask for? Tony Snell is on his heels. I don't know, man. Snell, uh... Snell's going to take a little bit to get back into the flow of things. He's on his heels, though. That's the point. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Um, I guess we should talk about probably our best bench player tonight. You know, we, we don't give him enough love, frankly. The pride of Norcross. The pride of Norcross, baby. Brandon Goodwin. Have yourself a game, brother. Look, Jackson and I, there's at one point in the second quarter, the only bad play of the game for Brandon Goodwin. Him and Herter have... I mean, I forget who it was, Maxie and maybe Isaiah Joe, somebody else. They're they're trying to inbound the ball and they force a turnover like right at the baseline and then Brandon Goodwin with a wide open floater and he bricks it. And at that point Jackson and I are just like rolling our eyes, but every other thing besides that, Brandon Goodwin was lights out, honestly. Uh, the pride of Norcross. How 15, was he negative two? I he played in that fourth quarter a lot and Oh, okay. No, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And uh, so, Brandon Goodwin, 15 points, 5 of 12 from the field. 3 of 7 from 3. Brandon Goodwin went 3 of 7 from 3. That's crazy, man. Mans was hooping. That's why he's the pride of Norcross. 2 of 2 on the free throw line. 4 rebounds, 4 assists. He had one real nice driving kick that I remember. Had a steal. No turnovers. Minus 2, 15 points. Really good game for him, man. Like, he, he was a good energy bench piece. He was a nice little spark plug. He always does try on defense. You know, he, he's small. He's not, you know. He's not a super great defender, but he always gives effort. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Gooden can tweet something later tonight about how everyone doubted him because he was catching some flack earlier on. But this is a, a legitimately a very good game for him. So, shout out to Norcross. No, yeah, Norcross. The pride Legend. of Norcross. Yep. <laughs> I've said it a bunch. Yes. Do we have? Oh, we have to talk about Kevin Herter. He, yeah. Was he good? Oh, he played 24 minutes. Had uh, eight points. Three of nine from the field, one of four from three, one of one from three throws, five boards, one assist, one steal, one turnover, and he was plus twelve. So that's pretty good. Good job, Herger. We're proud of you. He was solid. He didn't do anything crazy. Um, Honestly, yeah. a very off night in shooting from him, which is like very uncharacteristic. But yeah, he he was just chilling. I he was sort of like in the second, third quarter. By the time he was in, it was just like it was over. I mean, it, it was, was over at that point. And it was also just the Trey Young show. So it was like just let Trey Young cook and. Let him cook. Let Trey yeah. cook. Trademark it. I don't know about all that. It did not work well for the for uh, Russell Wilson once he trademarked that. Yeah, that is true. And then uh, Tony Snell and Skylar Mays both played. I did not see that because I had turned the game off by then. So, Logan, yeah. you can uh, talk about them. It looks like they didn't do very much, though. Tony Snell did nothing. Um, the classic 0 stat line. He was minus, no. minus 10 in seven minutes, which is great. Um doesn't really matter. He he was just out there. He took some shots. He did his thing. Skylar Mays, unfortunately, just hasn't yet hit that first shot. I wanted him to do it, man. He he uh, he had five minutes. I was like, he had some relatively open looks. I'm like, come on, man. Just launch it. Just launch it, Skylar. Just see if you can make it. He didn't make it. Oh, oh, uh, oh for 2 from the field. Had an assist. That's it. No points yet for Skylar Mays in his career. But, you know, we'll see it eventually, I'm sure. But really nothing to say from those two guys. They, they play in the absolute garbage of garbage time and they didn't look great but it didn't really matter anyway so no harm no foul man hawks win baby hawks on top five and four six seed inbound six seed inbound 
No, I'm excited. We need to talk about the next game, Logan. We've coming up on the schedule. Yep. Did we start our road trip now? I yeah. think we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. Ooh, ooh. All right. So on Wednesday, wow. The matchup predictor on ESPN has us at twenty percent the win. Oh, I'm tired of media that, stubbing us. Dog. That's kind of harsh. That is kind of harsh, Doug. Um, we play them on Wednesday. Uh, well, you think a Kong? Oh, a Kong will apparently be out. So. Yeah, I think. Oh, that was the injury report from today. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe by the weekend. I, I wouldn't get too. Uh, uh, don't get my hopes up, yet. is what you're saying? Not yet, no. Okay. You know what? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Gallo, Bognon, Rashawn Rondo will be out. Probably the Congo as well. Uh, you know, I'll just go and tell him he'll be out. But if he isn't, that'd be a pleasant little surprise. A little, little nice treat to wake up to. But um, we take on the Suns in Phoenix. They're 7 and 4. We're 5 and 5. We're playing 500 basketball. We need to keep it going with a win. I think we get the win, Logan. That's my prediction. I think Hawks win by 15 plus. Wow. Absurd shooting night, though. So it's like one of the things where it's like, man, I hope this stays around. But I, I'm is going it, absurd shooting night. Is it one of those Trey Young just. I nuke, think Trey goes nuke, off on the Suns because nuke, he's very good against the Suns. Trey Young nuclear type game. I could see it happening for sure. Um, I, think, yeah. uh, I think Cam has a really efficient game as well. So I'm all in on this next game. But if we lose, back to dooming. I won't be dooming if we lose. Uh, Suns are a good team. If we, As long as we look competent better than we did during that losing streak, if we lose, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, the Hawks start a three-game Western road trip. Play the Suns, then to get a day off. Then they play the Jazz and the Blazers back to back. So, could be a rough little p- patch there. Playing some pretty solid teams, all beatable teams for sure. The Hawks could certainly win two or three of these games, and I don't think anyone would be too shocked. But yeah, this this will be a really good test. Um, this is a good test. This is like a like what's it called? What are the tests in the middle of the year? Midterms, though. Yeah, you wouldn't know nothing about test dog, would no, you? No, I really would not. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, man. The, the nice thing is that after this little uh, Western road trip, the Hawks get a little reward. They get three straight games against bad teams. They get That means we're going to lose again. Nah, I, Timberwolves, Pistons, and Timberwolves. I don't know. Cat, unfortunately, will be playing. No, he's back. The goat's back. No. That's what I said, yeah. That's not Mitchell Robinson. Jesus Christ. But yeah, you know, um, going to be an interesting couple games for the Hawks. We will have to see how it goes, but, you know, cautiously optimistic. I think, uh, you know, we here at Hawks Talk, sometimes we get a little caught up in emotion. We get it. We're not, we're not level-headed. Corporate losers. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not the guys that, you know, always keep the calm demeanor. Sometimes we'll rant. Sometimes we'll, uh, say the sky's falling. Sometimes we'll bring on draft nerds. For the podcast, That's sneak mid-season. peek, sneak peek, sneak yep. peek. But uh, you know, I think uh, we're we're pretty okay. Am, I think I I think we win our next three games. Do you think I'm I'm cracked out? I think you're extremely optimistic. <laughs> Phoenix, Utah, and Portland. We can win our next five. Oh my gosh! I this is the worst part about being a Hawks fan is I have hope again. Yeah, I, you could slow down a little bit. I mean, frankly, if the Hawks play slightly above 500 basketball over the course of the season, then we'll be a six or seven seed. We play on MLK Day on NBA TV? Yeah, against the Timberwolves, right? Wow. It's yeah. like it's like, it's like, like they just shot MLK again with that insult of a game. Oh, my God. Jesus. I mean, every, I mean it's bad. I mean, nobody wants to watch it. It's on NBA TV, too. That I hate that. I hate that so much. Do that, the... Do, Frankly, whole, that pisses me off, Logan. Do the Hornets play an MLK day? Oh, God. I don't know. Should I look? I'm looking. I'm looking. They 
They do not. They get a nice long oh, rest. Wow. But they do play on the day that Biden gets inaugurated. So we'll, we'll see what Gordon Hayward provides on the 20th. Wow, we play on the 20th too. I, I, I'm looking at our TV schedule. We play We play on ESPN on the 10th against Dallas. We better win that, dog. The 10th of February, right? Yes. Do we play on my birthday? No. <laughs> Screw this team. Wow. All right, Might no be a good thing. Well, no hogs on my birthday. Damn. I think we win our next five. I'm calling my shot now. Oh my Ten God. five. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm done dooming. I'm glooming. I'm optimistic. I'm feeling it. I think we win convincingly against Phoenix. Win seven point margin against Utah. Win within uh, two buckets against Portland. Win in a blowout versus Minnesota, and win uh, by ten plus against Detroit. That's my call. I'm calling my shot. Well, I. You know, I admire the optimism. Very, very interesting that you went from I'm full doomer to in. fully optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting is what it's called. Yeah, that is a pivoting. hard pivot. That is a hard, hard pivot. pivot. No, I'm, all, I, I'm know, all in. You know, I like it. I like it. Gotta, I, gotta. I'm feeling this, dog. I, I just, I feel like we're. I feel like before we had juice and now we got sauce. Um, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like juice, some juice in your fridge. How long does it last, Logan? Like a week. You, you don't but barbecue sauce, but, but barbecue sauce, it lasts uh, a few months. So I think I think we got the sauce now. That shit lasts two weeks with your fat ass. All right, fool. All right, fool. I ain't need to hear that, dog. I need, I, you think I just be pouring barbecue sauce on everything I eat, dog? No, that, I'm not like that anymore. I was like that, but I'm not anymore. I make healthy food choices. I'm down 45 pounds, and I haven't even said anything yet. But this is what, this is what I get. I'm dead. Oh, we need to wrap this up, dog. Alright. No, we probably should <sighs> This was a wild episode. I will admit, I was a bit off the rails this episode, but I was having fun. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta loosen up. You know, it was a tough week for the Hawks. It's I, I a, br- it's a new week. It's a fresh It's a fresh new week, baby. New look. Fresh new week, five game win streak incoming. Hell yeah, sure. <laughs> five game win streak incoming. Calling my shot. But to wrap this up. Logan, do you have anything else you would like to say before we end this? Oh, you know what I'm going to say. Oh, shout, hit them with it. Shout out to all our support, all our Patreon supporters especially. We love you. We need you. We we love you again. If you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, that'd be very kind of you. It is patreon.com slash hawkstalks. You know how to spell the podcast probably by now. But if you don't, H-O-X-T-A-L-K-S. That is patreon.com. So... You know, got some good content there. Got some good prices to help us out, but also give you a little bit of extra stuff to enjoy if you like the podcast. Uh, you could follow Jackson or I on Twitter or just the Hawks Talks Twitter. That is just at Hawks Talks. Um, Jackson and I's Twitter are linked through there as well. Uh, you know, I, I, w- I will say we got some special stuff coming up. Jackson, I know I know you uh been teasing it for like a month now. It's coming soon. It really is. I and, will say it might be a bit later than I expected. Yeah, and I was going to announce that we were going to have a nice website, but uh, some financial issues came up in my life, and now I, yeah, I, well, have to, I have to pay for that first before I can pay well, for a website. Well, I was, I, was pla- I was planning on doing the, like, uh, the YouTube content pretty soon here, but the issue is is that I am a lot busier in January than I expected. So we're, like, we're looking at like February, so I'm pivoting here as well. So if we'll you were looking forward to that at this month, I mean, I might get something out. We'll we'll see how I do. We'll work on it. I'll, I'll see if I can pick up some of some of the slack. But yeah, you hearing this? What a good podcast co-host, dog. Wow, what a guy, what man. 
I don't even edit this. I just show up and talk, and then Jackson does the rest, baby. Just a bunch of bros podcasting get together. By bunch, I mean two of us. But no. What's, um, what's better than that? Just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes, man. Talking about the Atlanta Hawks sports team. Dooming, glooming, predicting they'll win their next five. When even he knows deep down that's unattainable and won't happen. Yep. No, I think it does happen, though. But uh, seriously, thank you for all the support recently. Like, even if you don't follow us on Patreon. I mean, the listeners, always appreciated. The numbers we get. Me and Logan were talking about this. They're saying we're on pace to like hit a thousand total listens very soon here, like two weeks, maybe even quicker than that, considering that we do so many episodes per week now. So obviously, thank you to that. I mean, obviously, the numbers aren't everything. We appreciate y'all support, but the feedback as well has been good. So yeah, that's gonna do it for episode fourteen of Hawks Talks. I've been Jackson. That's been Logan. Have a great week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and we'll see you on episode fifteen of Hawks Talks. Have a great day and goodbye. Peace. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.